Welcome to the Pool Nation podcast, where it's all pool talk. And we ain't talking about netting and jetting or splashing and dashing. We're talking about becoming a nation of pool pros. We talk about the latest products, trends, and training in the pool industry. Now let's welcome your host with over a decade of industry insider experience and still the reigning champion of Marco Polo, Edgar De Jesus, and his co-host, John J.J. Flawless, the fastest netter in the West, and Zach the Pool Boy Nicholas. Welcome, everyone, to the Pool Nation Live podcast with myself, your host, Edgar De Jesus. And yes, I am the reigning champion of Marco Polo, along with John J.J. Flawless, the fastest netter in the West, and the famous Zach, the pool boy, Nicholas. Today, we're talking about the Pool Nation Awards, the pool girl training, and we answer your pool questions. I want to welcome everyone to our live podcast, the podcast where it's all pool talk. And we ain't talking about netting and jetting and splashing and dashing. We're talking about becoming a nation of pool pros. And yes, we will talk about the latest products, trends, and training in the pool industry. But before we get started, I want to thank all of our sponsors for this podcast, the Ultimate Pool Tools, the SPPA, Blu-ray XL, Aquastar Pool Products, and Pivot Pool Products. We want to thank them for their continued support. Zach, good morning. How are you doing? I'm Better. Uh, I don't know if you remember last Friday when we did this, but I was starting to, I think even in my good mornings, I was talking about how I was starting to feel a little under the weather. And it was, as I said, I kind of reached a fork in the road where it's like, I'm either going to get pretty sick or I'm, this is just a fake out. And I ended up getting pretty sick with this head cold and I don't know, sneezing a lot and congestion and all that crap. And today is actually the first day that I think I'm I'm back to normal. I think I can get back on track with my life. So a little tired, but feeling much better. <laughs> I don't know, John. No. He just kind of jumped on now, but he just he says he's feeling a little bit well, better, but he's been kind of a little draggy today, huh? Today, I mean, he's like <laughs> you remember the video he sent us? He sends us this video. This is super healthy, and, and but whatever the <laughs> hell it was, right? <laughs> this like, looked like some like like some ritual that he ate out in the conga Dude. up in the mountains or something like some weird food. And he's, and when he's talking and narrating, he sounds like he's on his deathbed, right? This sounds totally. It's- and he's like, Oh, well, this is so super good for you. And he's I'm like, dude, you sound like you're dying, bro. I mean, stop eating that shit. <laughs> Whatever it was. Holy crap. That was disgusting. Tell me, t- tell me it did not look like it. To me, it looked like like human flesh oh, bones dude, it was, and stuff. I mean, was, it was that like bizarre and disgusting. Yeah, it was pretty funky, dude. <laughs> it's not good. <sighs> it's not. It's not tasty. I ended up making bone broth out of all those bones. Well, look, I've gone to steak steakhouses, right? And they have the bone marrow butter, and you know, and I assume it, it tastes good, but not seeing it actually what it is, and then that <laughs> floppy, mucus-like, octopusy oh, disgusting. looking <laughs> crap you it pulled out nasty. of it, right? It was like, oh, looked like a. Like a big snot. I don't know what the hell it was. uh, Yeah, and he was so proud with the spoon or the fork, whatever it is, and he's pulling it up like that. It was guys, it guys and girls. It was freaking disgusting. It was like I don't know. It was like caveman type. I was worried for him because I was like, dude, this is when the humans, you know, where you become like desperate, right? And he's like, look, look how healthy this food is. I need to find the most bizarre, exotic food to eat so that I can survive and live because. Modern medicine isn't making it for me or isn't cutting it. My immune system isn't doing it. So I need to find the most obscure food to eat. And he's like, wow, dude, you're getting desperate. But I'm glad you're doing better, brother. (laughs) He's like, can I find the most bizarre, nasty tasting food? And that's what I'm going to get at. And that's what I'm going to try to eat. So. And that's yeah, what and, then, and then he just shows the video it. and like as if everybody I, knows I know. about it. Like, what the hell are you doing? What is this fear factor? And I, you know what I mean? I'm like, what, what's going on over here? <laughs> that's exactly what it looked like, John. It was a total fear factor yeah, video sure. kind of thing where, uh, yeah. oh, man. 
I don't know. So we'll see how he does with this illness thing that yeah, he's got going and mm-hmm. how much he can bounce back. So anyways, John, good morning. How are you I'm doing? doing? Well, glad to be back. Took last week off the podcast. Just crazy busy nonstop every day. But I will say that we have started taking our weekends off, right? Saturdays and Sundays. And last weekend was our first real one. And it was glorious. And we're looking forward to it. Thank you. Oh, look at that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And guess what? I am, I am in a great mood today because I am looking forward to tomorrow and Sunday. And it's something to look forward to. And it's pretty neat. But I will be 100% honest. Last week. Confess. I will. Confess. Well, last week was a little bit of an anomaly, right? Because not only did we have Saturday off, we had Sunday off. And then we had Monday off and then technically almost Tuesday since Tuesday's our repair day, but we ended up doing our Monday pools on Tuesday, but Saturday was great. Sunday was good up until about 4 PM. And then all of a sudden I just, I'm sitting down and I start feeling like anxious and I'm like, what the hell's wrong with me? Right. I know. Shake it off, shake it off, get up, try to do a couple things here and there. And then as the night progressed, I like literally almost felt like I was just miserable. Went to bed, woke up Monday, same thing too. And I was just like, holy shit. And then mom was sitting there going and she's looking at me and she's like, she's like, okay, babe, let's get up and take you somewhere. Uh, let's, let, let's go. Let's, let me, let's take you somewhere. And I'm like, yeah, you know what the problem is? I'm like, I feel bad. Like, I, I feel like I'm doing something wrong because I'm not working or I'm not doing something. And I'm so used to constantly doing it. We're always on the move, working and doing what we need to do. When we come home, we unwind and we relax and that's all we do. We chill. But, you know, during the day and it's never more than just a few hours, right? And it's go to bed and then it's ready to rock and roll the next day. And to unplug that long, I just felt it was almost sad that I felt so bad that I wasn't working. And I don't know if that's a good thing or bad thing. And I'm still trying to wrestle with that and figure it out. But I know two days is my limit. And I think any more than that, I start to go a little haywire. And I'm going to, I think I'm going to drive my crazy, my family absolutely crazy. If let's say when I go out to Texas and I start having weeks and weeks and weeks off, they're going to flip out. They might start a protest and force me to go work, but uh, (laughs) I don't blame them. But yeah, I was on edge. It was crazy. But uh, yeah, glad to be back at work and glad to be doing what I'm doing and looking forward to doing the podcast. John and I talked and, you know, I, called him up and I'm like, Hey, how was you know, the time off and how were you doing? And he was like, man, I, I, like, I feel sick. Like I just, I don't know. But you think about it, John, even the times that you've taken on this year, you've taken off this year, you've come to Texas or you've come to do anything. And even there it's like, go, 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 go. When you came out to buy the house for your in-laws, dude, we were like, it literally, we were out to like midnight and then we were back up at it at eight o'clock in the morning again. And it's like, go to one house. Okay. We didn't like it. Let's go to the next one. But everything was just so fast paced that it was a break, but it really wasn't a break. I mean, we were just, the mind was occupied, you know, and and when you're sitting there and you're not doing something or or keeping busy, you know, uh, they say idle hands is a devil's workshop. Right. And I guess it's true. Your mind starts to wander and starts to like, what the hell hell am I going to do? Start, let's go cause some trouble. Yeah. (laughs) Let's go yell at the kids <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> oh, poor kids. Hey, guys, big shout out over here. First response, Corey, what's going on? Shout out to Zach. He says, what's up, John? Good buddy. And then, of what's course, up, brother? the last Maria, big shout out to you. We also have Janie on here. Good morning, Jeanette. Good morning, Mr. Chris Luna, what's going on, brother? Big shout out to you over there. Josh McDermott, what's going on? Big shout out to all you guys out there listening. So guys, I want to talk about a couple of things before we get the podcast started. And that is that if you guys have questions, all you need to do is go to poolnation.com, hit the button that says submit questions, send those in. We will answer those questions for you, whether it's on the podcast or the Instagram live. So keep those coming. The next thing that I want to talk about, guys, is the Pool Nation Awards, and we're going to talk about this, we're going to talk about it, and we're going to talk about it so that we don't get accused like we did last year that we didn't talk about it enough, and the nominations open up July 15th, so that's not this, not today, that's next Friday, so you guys are going to want to go to poolnationawards.com, and you're going to want to submit your nominations. If you go now, you try to click, it gives you a countdown. 
but we have you guys ready. And so I want to talk about the categories. And I made a mistake here because I had some of them for John to talk about. And I kind of screwed up the script and left them all for me. But anyways, I will read through the categories really quick. Look, on- <laughs> you know, to tell you the truth, I looked at that. I'm like, holy shit, thank I'm God. A- I, go, I looked at it. I'm like, oh, yes, you don't want me to say any of them. That's perfect. <laughs> I just realized it now as I'm looking at the categories. I'm like, wait, why are they all no, black? I'm like, damn. Can't take it back. <laughs> um, and I can't take it back because I can't email it to you this quick for you to look at. So, anyways, but let's talk about it real quick. So, we do have the variable speed pump of the year. We have best residential filter of the year, automation of the year. We have innovative product of the year. And, John, there's a couple of cool products for the innovative product of the year this year. I'm excited about that category. We have salt system of the year, best value automation favorite net favorite test kit best truck wrap that's a big one we've seen a lot of trucks out there this year so guys pay attention submit those in whether you know you know the person or not it's a cool wrap just submit it guys the other thing is pool builder of the year distributor of the year sales rep of the year favorite pool vac system heater of the year we have our bob lowry lifetime achievement award so this year it will be the Bob Lowry Lifetime Achievement Award. And then with Megan from the Pool Pro Magazine, we have the two Rookies of the Years for 30 under 40. Pool Guy of the Year, Pool Girl of the Year, Pool Company of the Year, 250 pools or less. That's a new one. And then we added the Hardscape Landscape Designer of the Year. We have Suction Pool Cleaner of the Year, Heat Pump of the Year. Big shout out out there to Daniel Bowden, which is doing a big shout out to John and Zach out over here. And then I, I think I'm going to, uh, Daniel, you know what? I think I'm going to block you for the next Instagram, for the next podcast. What do you think, John? <laughs> no, you can't. You can't. You can't block my boy. Now he knows. So he comes in and he's like, ah, here's Edgar talking. Let's let's do it now while he's talking. <laughs> Boom. So I'm just kidding, Daniel. Big shout out. Huge shout out to you, brother. I appreciate it. I will not block you. I'm just messing with you. Todd's pool service. Good morning. Big shout out, out to you, brother. So we have the, I talked about the suction pool cleaner of the year, the heat pump of the year, and then we have added one for us, right guys, because we don't get to nominate, we don't get to vote. So there is the John, Zach, and Edgar Award. Who's going to present that one? Look, I think I'm, yeah, I think I might, and I think I might take it over, and I think I'm going to create my own category on that one, because I was, you're going through the whole list, and I'm excited about the hardscape landscape designer of the year. I think that's cool, because it's essential. Uh You know, we're talking about a complete backyard, right? And a pool is beautiful, but if you have dirt running around it, and you don't have anything surrounding it that looks just as beautiful, it kind of takes away or diminishes the beauty of the pool, right? I'm thinking when you're talking about that, I'm like, how about landscaper or gardener of the year? Because trying to find a gardener in our industry, right, that is worth a shit, you know, that that understands. Don't blow into the right, pool. That don't blow their shit into the pool, right, and actually care and think that, hey, oh, this leaf and dirt right here, if I just blow it into the pool, it's not my responsibility and I have to clean it up. Imagine having like the ultimate gardener. Just think how rich we can make a landscape company or a gardening company if they were truly a great at what they did, right, and they worked with us, I mean, I say that I can't tell you, that's probably one of the most frequently asked questions I get from current clients is, John, do you know any good landscapers? Do you know any good landscapers? Like, I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish. And I have a very hard time. I won't recommend one because if I recommend one and then he ends up being a shithead, right, and then I'm then complaining to the client about the gardener and saying, hey, look, you know, we have issues or I'm out in the front of the house about ready to throw down with them, right? And don't think I haven't. I've had conversations with- John John is squared up in the front yard and people are like videotaping. I mean, I'm literally having, (laughs) like, dude, pick that up, right? That is unacceptable. You do not throw that into the pool. You know, grab a rake, but charge more. If time is a constraint and you have to do it that way and you don't have the time to put into the backyard- to do it properly and not screw up the pool, charge more for it. And if you do, here's a net and a pole and clean it up, brother. That's all you got to do. But anyways, I don't mean to go off on a tangent there, but I hold that near and dear to my heart and and all my pool brothers and sisters out there that are out servicing pools know exactly what I'm talking about. If we just had an amazing gardener that set the example for everybody, that would be just awesome. I would would give them an award. Very cool. And we'd fly them out there, cool. put so, them up in the penthouse. 
What hotel penthouse? Well, that, that's a huge yeah, thing. We'll do the Bellagio. You I'm know, the, MGM Grad, yeah, the Bellagio. What, all, what are we talking? No expenses spared. We will, we will blow the whole budget on bringing him, bringing him out there <laughs> and putting him on a pedestal. Spend it all. Right? Spend right? it all. We'll get him a gold throne, <laughs> whatever, whatever they need. It, we'll, we'll give him a, a the cape you know, or whatever, right? Or the or, cape, whatever yeah, it's with called, the, with the fur on the side yeah, and the crown, yeah, and the, for sure. I do want to give a huge shout out to Maria. I don't think you guys will be able to see this, but she's driving her truck and she's got her phone mounted, and she is watching us. Probably can't, but right over on this side, she for. I apologize for the people that are not watching the video that are only listening to the podcast but maria posted on instagram she's driving her truck she posted her put her phone up and she's got youtube so she's listening to us right as she's driving maria's so awesome big shout out out there to maria hey, look, i actually want to step in and say something maria i think you messaged me asking about the vac daddy right and you're waiting on our review we kind of posted our picture and said that hey we were gonna you know review it or say something about it i'll hit you up and i'll send you a message but i'll kind of give you a short version of it right now We've used it on multiple occasions. We think it's kind of cool, but in reality, it's too much of a pain in the ass to use it consistently for us. The only time we find any great use for it is when we use a, a vac to waste attachment that it came with. That's been a big help for us, especially in smaller areas like we have infinity pools with basins that get a lot of dirt that's piled up in them, fountains where we can use it. But unfortunately, it's a little limited on you know, the water has to be pretty deep in order to use it. But if you can find the right application for it, it's a lot easier than pulling out a trash pump or a portavac. So it has its uses. We've had it for about, I don't know, eight months, and we've probably used it about three times overall. I don't think I've given it enough of a try to really post anything about it or say, hey, look, you know, this is what I really think. But right now it's kind of still up in the air. Definitely good to know. So, John, so you are taking over that award? Is, is that what you said? I think I am. So, John and I, Zach and I don't have to worry about it. Like, you'll figure I'll it out and you'll run me. with it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. You're going to regret gonna, that. Zach, he's going to give it to himself. He's going to give it to himself. He's going to be like Snoop Dogg. What, what's that All thing? Right, I want to thank me. He sits here. I want to thank me for my this and oh, I want to oh, thank oh, me. And oh, I want I want to thank me for taking no days yeah. off. I want to yeah. thank me for my mm -hmm. hustle. <laughs> I want to thank me for being me, for being there for me. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's awesome. Uh, you deserve oh, it. Oh, my God. So, John, Corey was asking what product you were talking the about. The Vac Daddy. Uh, it's a portable vac system that uses a cord instead of a battery, but it's submersible. The limitations that it's a little clunky when you put it in, it doesn't kind of want to stay upright, which is fine. And you can work with it. The suction power is much better than you would expect because it's plugged in and you don't have to wait on a battery or be limited to a battery. The issue is that the, the canister for it, when, you know, we have a lot of debris in a pool, it just doesn't hold enough. And then you have to pull it out, and empty it. So it takes a lot of time when you do it that way. But the real reason why we bought it was for the vac to waste where you can actually attach a, an attachment to it and put a pool hose and then you can vac all the, because we get a lot of sand, dirt, and silt in pools and you can vac it out to waste without having to put it through a filter because we have cartridges. We don't have any backwashing. We don't have no D, no sand filters out here. It helps us in that way. But yeah, the vac daddy, it's a portable vacuum system. The Vac Daddy. All right, guys. So anyway, so Pool Nation Awards nominations open July 15th. They'll be open from July 15th to August 15th. So get out there, submit your nominations out there. And, and we want to make sure that we do that. Go ahead, Zach. Sorry. I want to jump in. I didn't, you know, talk about this last week, but make sure that you get out there and you put forth an effort to be involved, to nominate someone, and then also uh, to vote. Because if you don't nominate anyone, then they're not entered so if there's someone out there that you think is deserving of uh, you know you really like their rap or you really think they've got it going on or their products got it going on make sure you get involved and and put those nominations out there and then additionally this year we're doing something a little bit different we're having a live nomination event in dallas on august 24th in studio a and we're going to live stream that i'm sure edgar will have that on Facebook and YouTube and everywhere. So we'll live stream that. And then 
we'll have tickets and they're going to be limited. So keep listening and we'll talk about that as we get closer to that time. And let's talk about the nominations, yeah, right? I mean, at the end of the day, if you really want, you can nominate yourself, correct or no? Yeah. You, right? Yeah. You can, you know, if you, if you're like an example, you have a truck wrap and you think that your truck wrap is, you could definitely nominate yourself. Well, for sure. Uh, absolutely. So. Because look, not everybody is social media savvy, right? And just because you haven't been nominated doesn't mean that you don't have the best of whatever that category is. It just means that you might not have the exposure. So people have an opportunity to see it, right? So get it out there. And if you think what you have can win it, nominate it, you know, and put it out there and then go from there. But don't sleep on this one, guys. We don't want to hear any whining and crying like we did last year from a lot of people. We're giving you plenty of time go out there and do your thing. Now you know we're serious. This is going to happen every single year. It is a big thing. I look forward to it. And I know a lot of people that have already have attended in the past are looking forward to it too. So get your name out there. Get your company out there. This is what it's all about, right? Networking, branding, coming together as a whole. So if you think you have the best truck wrap or you think you have this or that, nominate yourself and then we'll go from there. Absolutely. So we'll go through those. We'll have the nominations. We'll go through them with the peer-to-peer group after that. And then we will do the announcement on August 24th. It's going to be a live event. So instead of our Instagram live that night, what we're going to do is we're going to stream live on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and we are going to have some of the nominees there. We'll have some of the sponsors there. We'll have some of the pool pros there, and we'll do a live event for all the nominees. The other thing that I'm super, 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 and I can't emphasize this enough, how super excited I am about this, is that we are going to be doing another in-person live Pool Nation financial business class, and that's going to be September 24th. It's a Saturday. Here's the cool thing is what we're going to do is we partnered up with Kelly Pool Girl Training and it's going to be one for the pool girl. So it'll be a pool girl only financial business class. And guys, this is why I'm so excited about this. So had two females reach out that they wanted to take the financial business class after this last one that we had. And so just kind of thought, hey, you know, maybe we should do one just for the pool girls. And so as I spoke to Jamie from Aquastar, She said she loved it. She would love to come out. She would love to do a presentation. She is part of the Witty Group out in the East Coast, and she wanted to do a seminar part for Sheer Determination, a personal branding and leadership class for women. So not only are we doing the financial business class, but we'll have another part of this. And then I was speaking to Danielle from the SPPA yesterday, and she was going nuts over it as well. She said she wanted to sponsor part of it however she could and then not only that she was like edgar what are the dates as soon as i hang up i'm gonna i'm I'm gonna book it and i'm coming out and so what's super exciting about this is to see that everybody that we talk to guys is like jumping on board and they're jumping on board like full force and not only that guys they're like they're not even asking can we come they're like we're coming out we're headed out there and I just think it's freaking awesome. I think it's so cool. No, it is. It's it's a beautiful thing, you know, and it's confirmation that, you know, this is what we're hungry for, what we need. And this is what we're all about and what we're trying to do is trying to figure out as a whole, as an industry, how do we bring everybody together and elevate us all? And when you hear these things, it's just validating to us saying, hey, look, this is okay. We're on the right path. This is what we need to continue to keep doing. And if this is what people need and people want, we're going to do whatever we possibly can so that we can provide that. And at our very, very first podcast, I don't know how long the hell it's been a while now, right? A couple of years. We did a lot of talking about women and women in the industry and how important it is and how I believe more women in our industry adds a certain class or brings us to a certain level, you know, raises the bar, I think personally. And maybe I'm a little biased because I have my beautiful wife that's a partner with me in this business. And I think she does an amazing job, but not only her, but I've witnessed and seen so many others that are just so dedicated in what they're doing. And this could be something that might not be the right thing to say, but the reality is this is it's always been And just like so many other industries in our country where it's a male dominated industry. And if we're going to pretend that that's not the case, how do you fix an issue or how do you change something if you, if you're not aware of it 
or if you don't accept it as a problem or something that we believe we need to improve on. I see it slowly changing little by little since when I've started and every year it's kind of snowballing. And I think the more the merrier women bring a great dynamic to our industry and anybody out there that says that women can't handle it or don't make good pool girls or pool professionals or technicians or do repairs, bullshit, you know, come out here, come out to the desert and watch mama run through some pools and see what she does. Watch mama wire up an automation or put a heater in. I'll put her with anybody out there. So like I said, I'm excited about it and I think it's awesome. I I love it so much that I'm thinking about flying out there too, to be a part of it, if I can, if you'll have me, Edgar. Uh, Yeah, we will. The only thing is that you and I need to dress as girls because it's girls only. So that's the only way that you can attend. So it's trying to freak me out, bro. You know, (laughs) you start, you Mom, this isn't the Mama first time you've told me high about heels. you want to dress Mama, up like Mama a girl, said, dude. It's not the first time. Mama said that she had some high heels for you, that she wanted you wow. on point. Yeah, something perfect. about red glittery something is what Janie was saying. <laughs> she said something to the fact that your lipstick was going to match your shoes. Wow. Look. All right. All right. Keep going. Look. So here we go. Edgar, don't forget that Kevin ghosted us, right? So if you guys don't know, our podcast editor's kind of like gone a little MIA, and which means he's not going to be doing the podcast editing. So guess who is? And guess who sits there for hours and hours and hours and goes through the podcast and ed- edits it? So instead of being on good behavior today, let me just start throwing some F-bombs out and start screwing some shit up here and there because I'm going to turn your, your your Saturday into 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 a 18 into yeah, a weekend into event. A weekend event. <laughs> So keep it up, Edgar, because I'm going to be dropping a lot of F-bombs, right? And I'm going to be screwing up and saying a lot of shit that you're going to say, damn it, I can't post this. Damn it, John. I have to edit this out. Here's the thing is I find that funny now, but when I'm editing the podcast, I don't find it so funny. Exactly. So I say tread tread carefully, my friend. Tread carefully. Zach, I know you wanted to say something, so go ahead. No, my face. My face hurts already. Come on, Zach. I need your help here too, brother. Because if I screw up enough, he'll just cut me completely out of the podcast, right? But if you screw up too, he's not going to have a choice. He's going to have to have one of us or some of us in there. It's going to be a pretty interesting podcast. In there, right? So I'll just mention that to the Leanne. I'll be like, look at Leanne, what John did. So anyways, we're super excited. Uh, David out here was asking... Love the concept for the ladies. Would also love to attend one with branding and financials where fellows are welcome. We will definitely do one of those in October. This one we'll do in September for the pool girls of the industry. And by the way, Michelle already from Shell's Pool Service was saying, if it's on a weekend, I'm booking, I'm coming out. So ladies, we also want to thank Hasa because Terry listened to me talking about it. He called me. He wanted to be a sponsor and they just have been amazing with us. So we'll have more details coming out. If you guys want to go and register for the class, go to poolnation.com. There's a button that says financial business training. Click on there. It'll take you to where you can register. It is going to be September 24th, which is a Saturday. We are going to get together the night before on the Friday and we'll do some networking and we're working out for Jamie to do the presentation Um, Danielle wanted to be able to talk as well. So we'll kind of work out all the details. We'll have those out here shortly. So go there, register, and I am looking forward to it. So guys, let's do this because we have been chit-chatting for quite a while today. We've had too much of a good time laughing over here. So let's jump in. Let's take a word from our sponsors. And then as soon as we come back, let's jump into some of those pool pro questions that have been sent in. The HyperPole from Ultimate Pool Tools is a pool care pole designed by pool professionals for pool professionals, featuring precision-crafted carbon fiber and stainless steel construction. Go to ultimatepooltools.com or Instagram at ultimatepooltools. Pool pros have specific needs when it comes to general liability insurance. The SPPA program has you covered. With three tailored and customizable general liability options, SPPA makes it easy for pool pros to feel secure. Find out more and get covered at the SPPA.com. Now available, Pool Invoice. Pool Invoice is a pool billing software created specifically for the pool service and repair industry. It's developed for our industry and only our industry. 
pull invoice is built with reoccurring billing in mind. You can print, email, text invoices, or even send via WhatsApp. You can add reoccurring or yearly charges, accept credits, and set up auto pay. You can even see when customers have seen the invoice. It even has a customer portal where they can log in and see, print, and pay invoices. It has all your customers' information on one page, so you don't need to search through hundreds of invoices looking for the one you need. Just go to the customer profile and it's all at your fingertips. Created specifically for the pool industry, Pool Invoice. Now available at PoolInvoice.com. Blu-ray XL is the power of minerals working for you. Reduce your overall chemical costs and labor up to 50% guaranteed. Whether you have 20 accounts or 20,000, Blu-ray XL's direct pricing and free shipping to the pool trade have you covered. Improving pool professionals' profit and work-life balance is what they do. Blu-ray XL, the real mineral purifier. Visit them at BluRayXL.com. Blu-ray all day. Aquastar's new pipeline cartridge filters, available in two sizes, deliver top-notch hydraulic efficiency along with best-in-class filtration performance, approaching that of DE filters. Uniquely designed, open pleat spacing means 100% of the media square footage is usable. And these claims are backed by NSF test results. Designed with the pros' time and comfort in mind, the patented double-locking system improves safety and ease of access, making filter cleaners faster than ever before. Available now. Ask your supplier for pipeline filters today. Pivot how you clean pools. Debris that makes it to the bottom always enters from the surface. Clean from the top with Ariel, a smart solar-powered pool skimming robot. She works around the clock skimming pesky and fine debris off the pool surface. Tell your customers about Ariel and earn big commission on every sale. With advanced solutions like Ariel, you'll spend less time at the pools you service, improve customer relations, and increase your bottom line. Plus, pool owners will enjoy a constantly swim-ready and healthy pool and lower energy bills. Visit pivotpoolproducts.com dealers to see how much you can earn and for resources on how to get your customers to ditch the net for good. Welcome back, everybody, to the Pool Nation podcast. We're talking to John. We're talking to Zach. Actually, we've been kind of just chit-chatting the whole first half hour of the show, but super exciting stuff because we talked about the Pool Nation Awards, how to get out there. They open the nominations open July 15th. Get out there. Nominate, nominate, nominate. The other thing is September 24th. We are going to be doing a financial business class for the pool girls in the industry. For those that want to register, go to poolnation.com, click on the financial business training. You'll be able to do that from there. Zach, John, I do have to say, we, you guys got this whole break thing timed perfectly. It's like, you know, we go out for a break, you turn off your cameras, and then right as we get into the, the last one, it's like pop, pop, and you guys pop, reappear out there like well, magic. This isn't our first rodeo. We've been doing this for a while now. I think uh, we, eventually yeah. every, even an old dog will learn something uh, new. How do you say that and look at me? I was referring to myself, but yes, you are much, much older than I am. <laughs> much older. Much, much older. So I'm not the old dog. I'm the, I'm the yeah, grandpa, grandpa dog, yeah. right? You're the OG. <clears throat> and that, that's a, that's yeah. how old I am. The OG. All right, guys. So let's jump in and let's kind of hit some questions here. And Zach, I think this was... Well, no, because John answered this one too on the Instagram live. So anyways, they sent a message and said, you guys talked in the last podcast about being ready to let people go when you're holding them accountable. How do you prep for that? Do you just have an extra tech? I don't know if you can ever prep for that. Every time I've been through it, it always feels like I've never prepared for those moments and they happen pretty unexpectedly. But the way that we kind of manage that is that we have a flex person that they're usually doing like filter cleans, problem pools, new pool checkouts, just a lot of miscellaneous things like that. And they're kind of on hand. So if someone ends up calling in sick or we end up losing a person, they're able to jump and cover their workload for a temporary amount of time. It wasn't always that way in the beginning when we had our first tech. If they didn't come in, then I had to go do the pools and it's something you have to build up to. And I wanted to get away from having to do that as fast as possible. So I worked really hard 
to try to grow and try to be able to hire that next person and bring more people on. Because the more people that you have, the more flexible you can be in those situations where you are down a person. And, you know, for me, it feels like there's never like a, a, we're never in a perfect position. We're either always understaffed or overstaffed, but I like to try to keep it to where we're overstaffed and we're always trying to fill those shoes, if that makes sense. And we're always trying to grow into that next person. And that way we're always chasing it. And it seems like when we're overstaffed, we always have someone to cover. So anyways, as far as the question goes, how do you kind of prep for letting someone go again, it usually happens unexpectedly. So it's really hard to prepare for, but I feel like one thing that anyone can do is, you know, to help with this is develop your recruiting, your hiring and your training process and just always be building that system so that when that situation comes or that time comes where you have to let someone go, you can flip a switch real quick and you can get the ball moving in another direction and start getting someone there to fill their shoes. I didn't even think about that aspect of it, John. It was, it was a great point is obviously have that training program in place because it'll make, be able to make it a lot faster, have your hiring process, have all that fine tune. John, I want to flip it on you a little bit because you are you and Janie, but let's say that you bring one person on. Let's say that you hire your first person so you don't have the ability to have that extra staff or that person doing any of those things, what advice would you give to somebody that just has that one person? And if that person starts getting to the point where they let them go, how do you prepare for that? And how are you ready? I started reading this question because this is a follow-up question to answering kind of what we talked about on Instagram live, right? My wheels just started spinning. And to me, this is a very complicated question and there's a lot to unpack here. And I don't know if we have time for this right now, but I can probably speak for an hour on this question and dissect it in 50 different ways and how I would prepare for it. So I'm going to try to give it a nice little short roundabout way, but land some pretty important points because this question in general covers a lot of points and I'm going to try to go over them right now. And then kind of see, this is what I'm thinking when I hear about this and I say, how do you prep for it? When I hear, how do you hold them accountable? When accountable comes in multiple forms, right? Not just, we can't automatically jump to a conclusion and say accountable means firing somebody, right? So accountable just means holding somebody accountable to their responsibilities and not meeting their job duties or whatever you set forth. So how do you prep for it? Before you can even hold anybody accountable, you got to hold yourself accountable and you need to ask yourself first and foremost, have I made it very clear to this individual that works for me, what their job description is and do they have a good understanding of what they need to do? Or have I just assumed this is what they should be doing without training them or coaching them or giving them the opportunity to understand what's expected of them? And all of a sudden, now I'm going to go and hold them accountable. That's not how it works, right? So back in my day, what I used to do when it came down to any employee before I held anybody accountable, and this, is, this isn't non-negotiables, right? This isn't like stealing, you catch somebody stealing. Those are instantaneous, you know, you're fired. These are things, right? We're talking about- Terminations, yeah, automatic We're talking about performance issues here, right? And that is the majority of the problem that 99% of the issues that we're going to face as employers is performance issues. And that's what we're going to try to build on. So that's what I'm focusing on here when I'm answering this question. Before you hold anybody accountable to anything, you need to sit down and you need to ask yourself, have I made it very clear of what the expectations are, not only to this one person, but to everybody under the umbrella or everybody that holds this responsibility? If you can answer that question comfortably, yes, then you're able to sit back and hold somebody accountable to it. If not, what you need to do in that situation is turning into a coaching event. So if somebody screws up or somebody does something wrong, unless you can wholeheartedly hand over heart, say, hey, I've done what I can and we've sat down and we've gone through what they need to do in this situation or what's expected of them, you know, in their duties, and I got their buy-in and their commitment for it, and then they fail to do it, then you turn around and you hold somebody accountable to it. If not, then what you're doing is you're coaching them and bringing them up to your standards so they have a clear understanding of what's expected of them, Okay. When that happens, you got to remember, you know, having an extra tech personally just floating around in a perfect world, that'd be nice. But in reality, cash flow, especially when you're first starting up, profit margins, especially when you're hiring your first employee, are going to take a huge hit. 
And if you're not prepared as a business owner, especially as a one polar, it's going to hurt. And you're going to be put in a position where, hey, look, you know, not you bring it on one person. Now you have to have another person just floating around, not really having that much work, but you're still paying them. Not many businesses are that financially stable that are able to support that business model. So I'm going to pretend that's not there. What you need to do is once the issues start happening or once you start to hold people accountable to something and you start to see performance issues, you're going to see one of two things. They're either going to accept it and they're going to want to better themselves and work to make progress or they're going to rebel and it's going to be a continuous issue. Before you fire anybody, you have to go through a process, right? You can't just say, hey, look, oh, you forgot to do this. You know what I mean? You're fired. No. You know, you're going to hold them accountable to it, right? We talk about it. You're going to give them a written warning, a verbal warning. You're going to go through that process. You're going to set them up with an expectation, and then you're going to follow up with it. And if it happens again, you're going to sit them down, do a written write-up or whatever you're going to do. And then you give them a final warning, and then from there, you would fire somebody on performance. It's not as easy as you just get rid of them. It depends on the state you work in, but I'm talking here in California. Any person or any employer worth a shit should give their employees a chance because we're all humans. We make mistakes and we can't expect everybody to understand everything. But what we can expect is that they take ownership of it and they try to improve or do better and prevent it from happening again. When you start going down that path of accountability and holding people accountable and sitting down, writing them up or giving them verbals, at that point, you as a business owner should have a pretty good idea of whether or not this employee is going to work or not based off their attitude and their mentality. You know, if they give you a poor attitude and start talking back or making excuses or blah, 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 and don't get it, whatever, whatever, then you know what's going to happen. And and inevitable, it's going to end up getting to that point where you're going to let them go. But before it gets to that point and you put yourself in a screwed up position, that's when you need to start looking about hiring somebody or bringing somebody on board. At that point is when you start bringing somebody and hiring and training and doing what you need to do because you're preparing for what's going to happen. That's a key thing, John, is, and so I look at this question here and, you know, he's saying, how do you prepare for that? Well, if you're going to start holding people accountable, you're going to be able to start to see what the expect, what the performance is, sorry, not the expectation, what the performance is. And you know, in advance, whether that person's making it or not. And so if you're having a problem with a person, you're starting to have issues with attendance, right? Let's just pick attendance because that was part of the conversation last time. And let's say that you have a point system like Zach that has eight or 10 points. And let's say it's 10 points and they're already at eight. You know that they're making it to the end of that. You should start at that point to prepare and to figure out, do I need to start hiring another person, right? And am I doing what Zach is doing, which already has all the three systems in place, right? The interviewing and the training and have that ready. But at that point, you should know this person is most likely not going to make it. You can't wait until you fire that person to then go, oh, now what do I do? You have to be proactive. And if you see that that person is headed in that trend, you better start interviewing. You better start putting a game plan in place. Don't just wait for them to get fired and then go, oh, now what do I do? Like John said, this is like a super hard question to unpack but with an attendance point system like in that example like the you know like there's no way around it but i think it's very black and white but when it comes to performance issues that's where it gets really challenging because we're all guilty myself included of being wishful that the situation is going to change and that we're not going to have to go through holding someone accountable and that they're going to get it And it just gets super challenging. And then we end up not being prepared because we wait until that moment where there is no point of return. Look, and I'm going to take it another step further there. Not only is it challenging, right? But the reality is this, is when it comes down to performance or holding them accountable or deciding to fire somebody over it, how many times as business owners or as people do we avoid a situation or actually allow bad behavior to continue not verbally with them, but because of the inconvenience it's going to cost us because we're afraid of now I'm going to have to do all this work or how am I going to find I don't have another employee to there at work and do that. So what we do is we allow this behavior. We essentially condone this behavior to continue because we're 
unprepared or we don't have those steps in place so that we can get rid of them because now all of a sudden now I have a tech gone and now we have 50 or 60 pools at this technician and I don't have another technician. Now I have to piss off my other technicians and give them all these extra pools or now I'm going to have to go and work weekends and do this or do that, right? How many times have we been in that situation? And the reality is we're doing it to ourselves and don't think they don't see that or know that. They hold the power there because they think that you can't get rid of them or whatever. So they're going to continue to do what they're doing because it's human nature. And you can't do that. You can't. So you you have to be prepared It's dangerous to get into it. So we have to really. I remember having one guy and my guys would show up in the morning and he showed up in the morning and he kind of had that attitude of, oh, if I leave, we're going to, you know, and he started giving me attitude right in front of everybody else. I'm like, look, if you want to leave. Now's the time to do it. Pack up and go. And he's all, oh, 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 oh. I'm like, you will never hold me hostage. I will go and do the pools if I have to. I'll go work 12, 14 hours a day. And And I did it. I did it on purpose so everybody would hear me. And I said, don't misunderstand and ever think that you're going to hold me hostage. I go, because it'll never happen. And he gave me a little bit of attitude. And I said, you know what? It sounds like you don't want to do this anymore. So if that's what you want to do, give me the keys to the truck. And you know what? It's loaded. I'll take off in the truck. And he actually turned around and gave me the truck. And I said, come back at the end of the day and pick up your check. And you know what? Then the rest of the guys were like, wait a second. And then with the other guys, I never had that issue before. You know, But it's a very dangerous position to put yourself in, John, to where you're not having those conversations with those people. You're not being proactive about it. David over here saying, man, until I got three technicians, if I had to let someone go or they quit, it was a real pain in the neck. But you have to protect your business. Can't agree with you more, David. All right, guys. Next question. You guys have talked about micro businesses and having a separate employee just to do repairs. What is the best structure for that? Zach, I'm going to start with you. For me, it was a little bit different because I kind of started this way. We started with the repairs. I had a partner. We're still partners and he's able to go out and do a lot of this work. But if you're trying to create this model of two different departments or two different micro businesses, I feel like the key is to create boundaries and structures. I think a lot of people want to do this, but when they get in a pinch or times get tough, it's easy to start crossing the responsibilities of the departments and kind of crossing the people and leaning on this department to cover for this side or whatever, maintenance to cover for repairs or vice versa. And in the beginning, when you're growing, like sometimes that's just what you got to do to get the job done. But as you continue to grow, start building more of that structure, more of those boundaries to where you're creating two distinctly separate micro businesses or departments. And then everything you do, as far as your financial tracking and things like that, you start to track them separately as, you know, my income for repairs, my income for maintenance, my expenses for repairs, my expense for maintenance. And that's how you create that model. And I want to add that we have one single service manager. I think this is the trick. My goal is not to create two different silos that are unaware of each other and operate independently of each other because that's just going to create two big headaches for me. So we have one singular service manager that is in charge of everything service related and is in the know and in the loop on everything going on with repairs this day or installs and everything going on maintenance. And they're that single point of contact for everyone. We work really hard to keep improving this model. It's not always easy. Sometimes we do have to lean on someone coming from repairs to cover for maintenance, but we just keep on working on it. So you're not going to say, John, what do you think? No. You know, what's funny is I was waiting here and I unmuted my mic and I'm like, well, he jump in or is he going to go? Are you going to say Edgar? Edgar, you're going to say John? Come on. I'm waiting. So wait, wait, everybody prepare. We have somebody that's going to give us some feedback. Are you guys ready? John, your thoughts. I won't do too much. Look, <laughs> look, I'm afraid I talk too much, right? We talk about this, right? And I think I talk too much. So sometimes before I just jump in, I'm waiting for you to say, okay, John, we actually want to hear what you have to say, or maybe we want to hear what you have to say. So here you go. Otherwise, I'm... John, we always want to hear what you have to say. Look, just listen to this podcast and you're going to see I've just done nothing but blood. Look, the first question, we're already at an hour and we we said we have a hard limit at an hour. We need to stop. All right. We're going to one question. We're like 30 minutes into it. This is... Right. 
Uh, all right. So here, what are we at? 55 minutes? All right. So I'm going to make this quick. five minutes. I'm going to make it quick. Go. Um, I agree with Zach. No, <laughs> uh, no, but I do. <laughs> That's it. I I'm do. Uh, and, and I think he nailed it. I mean, the question was, we've talked about micro businesses is best having a separate employee to do repairs. What's the best structure for that? Well, yes, I believe personally that the best structure is having your own separate employee doing repairs. But what's best and what's sustainable for your business is two different things. And if you're just because that's the best route doesn't mean that's what you need to do right now if it's unsustainable, because now you're going to put yourself in a financial deficit and you can destroy your business. But it can be this is the end goal and part of your business plan of what you want to do or where you want it to be at the beginning, it's a mixed match of everything. And Zach nailed it. It, Like you do what you have to do. And as a business owner, you have multiple hats on, like Edgar talks about, you're spinning tons of different plates and you need to be able to be flexible in order to make it through it, especially at the beginning, right? You have to be a jack of all trades. You have to do everything. And hopefully as you grow your business, you can start delegating those responsibilities especially the ones that you're not good at, because we talk about being a strength-based organization or leadership and finding people to help take care of the responsibilities that you don't like to do or that you would like to free up your time so you can focus more on doing some of the things that you're good at. And eventually with repairs, the same thing too, right? And then not only that, you want to build some form of structure or hierarchy in your company. Employees and people get bored quickly. If you have a younger kid who's 18 plus going to college and they're kind of doing their thing and they have their own little, and you know, you're going to have them for a couple of years or a hard worker or a diamond in the rough. That's great. But the reality is eventually when you have people or grown men or grown women that have responsibilities and have a family to take care of, as they get older, their needs expand, they get more kids, they grow up stuff. So they need to be able to see a future in where they're working. Anybody wants to do better in their current job or wants to make more money or wants to, you know, move up, not necessarily be the boss, but they want to see a form or a ladder and they want to grow. And if your current structure doesn't support that, or you haven't sat down and spoken to them about your aspirations and the business plan, right? And let them know, Hey, you're on ground level, but this is where I see us. You know, we, we sit and talk to employees and say, where do you see yourself one year from now or three years from now or five years from now? It's like, one of the questions, right? Where as an employer, I challenge, especially as a small business, those are for bigger corporations that have already been established. We're talking about a small business owner that you're creating this little empire, right? I challenge you and say, tell your employees where you see your business two years, three years, five years from now and help get them inspired. Help them be a part of it and say, hey, look, you have the opportunity to be a part of something great. And this is what I'm trying to do. And you are one of the first adopters and you are on the ride with me right at the very beginning. And you will be rewarded down the road if you hang in with me, right? And you follow me through this journey. And here's a, right now you're doing this and now I'm adding these repairs. Now I'm going to have a repair tech. It's a sole repair tech. And then da, 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 da. And after that, there's going to be a service manager or there's going to be this or that or whatever. Those are the types of things you need to do. And I know that didn't really answer the question perfectly, but hopefully, and I said I wasn't going to keep drag this question or this answer on for so long. And I tried to keep it short, Edgar and Zach, I'm sorry. But these are really good questions, no, but man. It's these perfect. are good questions. I 100% agree with you. And it's tough to paint a picture or paint a vision when you're not there. That's where it's hard to get people to to rally people behind your cause and get them to push ahead when you don't have anything to currently show them as far as that. So I think it is super important to sit down and have an idea of what that looks like. Oh, you see me. You're laughing at me, right? We were laughing at you. Yes, we were talking, but we were laughing at you because your head was going left to right, the right, the left. If if you're a lip reader... (laughs) You'd be like, whoa, <laughs> right? If you can read, if you, if you guys read my lips, you'd be like, whoa. <laughs> but now, are your kids like my kids? So we were doing the Instagram live. I go to my 14 year old. He's playing video games. No, actually, that day I had taken his video games away. He only had his phone. And I said, Jaden, do me a favor. Nobody's home. Leanne's traveling. The girls aren't here. I'm going to start my Instagram live. When the girls come back home, the dogs are going to go nuts. So just do me a favor. Just listen to the dogs. And as soon as they start to go nuts, all I need you to do is come out and control the situation and get the dogs to be quiet. 
the dogs barked for about 10 minutes straight. Oh, I'd be boiling. And I go out after the live and I'm like, dude, I asked you for one thing, one thing I asked you for. And that is to, you don't even have your video game. So I know you're not in that world. And his response is, oh, uh, no, I did. As soon as I heard them barking, I went out and I took care of them. I'm like, let me go have you listen to the live. They bark for like 10 minutes straight. And and then they try, he tries to argue the point that no, dad, I took care of it. I took it. And I'm like. That's the worst. Just own up to it. Do not fight me on this, right? Yeah. You're going to believe me or your lying eyes, right? That's what it's like. What? Right, what? right. <laughs> yeah. So what you have to look forward to. Here's the other thing, uh, Zach, that you have to look forward to. So yesterday I spent a father-daughter day. And so when I when my daughter was young, we would do the father-daughter day and it was whatever they wanted to do and we would have all that time and that was all great. So she's like, Yesterday was our time. So I took her to the orthodontist. Dad, you stay in the car. I'll go in. Okay. Dad, I need to go get my eyelashes done. Take her down. Okay. Don't come inside. You wait in the car. (laughs) So I spent my whole afternoon yesterday, father-daughter day, took her to one thing, waited in the car, took her to the next place, waited in the car. Then on the way back, she's like, dad, can we get some ice cream? We had some ice cream together, brought her back home. That was it. That was our father-daughter day. So <laughs> so the things that you have to look forward to, because once they uh, once they get to that stage, we're, you know, we're, we're doomed. So anyways, guys, let's do this. Let's take our final words from our sponsors. When we come back, Zach, John, I want to get your final thoughts. The Hyperpole from Ultimate Pool Tools is a pool care pole designed by pool professionals for pool professionals, featuring precision-crafted carbon fiber and stainless steel construction. Go to ultimatepooltools.com or Instagram at ultimatepooltools. Pool pros have specific needs when it comes to general liability insurance. The SPPA program has you covered. With three tailored and customizable general liability options, SPPA makes it easy for pool pros to feel secure. Find out more and get covered at the SPPA.com. Now available, Pool Invoice. Pool Invoice is a pool billing software created specifically for the pool service and repair industry. It's developed for our industry and only our industry. Pool Invoice is built with reoccurring billing in mind. You can print, email, text invoices, or even send via WhatsApp. You can add reoccurring or yearly charges, accept credits, and set up auto pay. You can even see when customers have seen the invoice. It even has a customer portal where they can log in and see, print, and pay invoices. It has all your customers' information on one page, so you don't need to search through hundreds of invoices looking for the one you need. Just go to the customer profile and it's all at your fingertips. Created specifically for the pool industry, Pool Invoice. Now available at PoolInvoice.com. Blu-ray XL is the power of minerals working for you. Reduce your overall chemical costs and labor up to 50% guaranteed. Whether you have 20 accounts or 20,000, Blu-ray XL's direct pricing and free shipping to the pool trade have you covered. Improving pool professionals' profit and work-life balance is what they do. Blu-ray XL, the real mineral purifier. Visit them at blu-rayxl.com. Blu-ray all day. Aquastar's new pipeline cartridge filters, available in two sizes, deliver top-notch hydraulic efficiency along with best-in-class filtration performance, approaching that of DE filters. Uniquely designed, open pleat spacing means 100% of the media square footage is usable. And these claims are backed by NSF test results. Designed with the pro's time and comfort in mind, the patented double-locking system improves safety and ease of access, making filter cleaners faster than ever before. Available now. Ask your supplier for pipeline filters today. Pivot how you clean pools. 
Debris that makes it to the bottom always enters from the surface. Clean from the top with Ariel, a smart solar-powered pool skimming robot. She works around the clock skimming pesky and fine debris off the pool surface. Tell your customers about Ariel and earn big commission on every sale. With advanced solutions like Ariel, you'll spend less time at the pools you service, improve customer relations, and increase your bottom line. Plus, pool owners will enjoy a constantly swim-ready and healthy pool and lower energy bills. Visit pivotpoolproducts.com dealers to see how much you can earn and for resources on how to get your customers to ditch the net for good. Welcome back, everybody. We're talking to Zach. We're talking to John. We talked about the Pool Nation Awards, the Pool Girl business training that we're going to do in September and answered a couple business questions. So let me jump in. John, let me get your final thoughts. Well, me, huh? Yeah, I threw you. For, wow. I threw a curveball at him. Did you see how everybody's reaction? Everybody was like, whoa. Uh, okay. I'm Look, I, I want to apologize. And we talked about self-reflecting and I'm going to self-reflect here that that we had a laundry list of questions to go through today. And unfortunately, we only went through a couple of them. But full disclosure, I get a list of the questions. Edgar sends them in plenty of time, right? And I don't look at it until the minute we start the podcast. I'll open it up and then I'll look at the questions. And I was kind of going through them today. And as we're going down, we're kind of reading and I'm looking at it and I'm like, and I do it on purpose. And the reason why I do it is because I want a natural response. And it's hard when you write shit down or you're doing whatever and you're trying to figure it out. And I just kind of want to give it. This is what it really is. Same thing with Instagram Live. You know, here it is. And if I don't know the answer, I'm going to say, hey, I don't I don't know. Or maybe refer to someone or do this or that and I'll figure it out. But this way I can just talk like I'm talking to somebody, like I'm talking to a friend or a buddy. And I'm looking at the questions and the first two questions, I'm like, holy shit, man. And my mind just started spinning. And I'm like, oh my God, these are these aren't just real quick questions and I'm going through them. And I guess my fault is that I've been told that I kind of overanalyze a lot of things and I look at something, I make it really bigger than it really is maybe, or I get deep down into like the nature of why somebody's doing something or the real reason. And I don't know, maybe I'm, I'm crazy like that, but I'm just, I'm excited to go through these questions and I like them. And like I said, these are the things that I love talking about and I'm encouraging people to continue going on online, submit your questions these business questions and some of these really hard questions are fun to answer. And I'm sorry for not getting to the other 30 questions you had for us, Edgar. My apologies, Zach. My apologies, Edgar. We do have a laundry list of questions yeah. that we got to, that we got to get to. So, and it's I think funny. this is the case every episode. It right? It's like, <laughs> holy shit. Man. And then it, I feel bad when, so we try to leave as many podcasts open so we can get to your questions. But obviously we have guests that come on and when I feel really bad is when we have the questions and it's like three weeks later and we haven't been able to get to everybody's questions. So we really apologize, but we will get to the questions, whether it's on Instagram live or on the podcast. So if you submit a question, check out the Instagram, check out the podcast, we will answer those questions. And what we're trying to do is make sure that we address them on both platforms so that if you only listen to the podcast, that you hear it there as well. So anyways, Zach, final thoughts. Yeah. So just real quick, I kind of had a thought while we were going through all of this. And I feel like a lot of the issues we experience as business owners come from us not setting clear expectations. And whether that's with a customer or whether that's with an employee or a banker, whatever, you know, just not having a clear idea of how we want those relationships to go or those jobs to go and then being vocal about it. I think we could do a lot better as business owners by setting clearer expectations. So um, other than that, I just want to kind of reiterate on the 15th, make sure that you nominate someone that you feel is deserving and make sure that you get involved with the Pool Nation Awards this year. Thanks, Zach. Yes, it's going to be an awesome event. I'm super excited about it. And we have started full force, full swing, getting into the preparations for them and this year, Zach and John, I think I'm going to take it a little bit to the next level. So I'm, I'm going to confess, I'm, I'm a little bit worried with what happened last year with the room. So I think I'm going to do a trip out to Vegas to go scope out the room beforehand. Oh, so boy. you guys can tell me what you think. But after last year, I'm kind of, I'm kind of a little worried about it. So I'll, I'll confess, I looked at some plane tickets. I looked at some hotels midweek, just be able to fly there for a day, go check it out, come back. So... Anyways, we could talk about that. Guys, I want to thank you for your time. John, I know that you have a lot of stuff going on today and we needed to kind of stick it to an hour. It's already been an hour and 11 minutes. So 
let's call it a podcast. Everybody join John on the Instagram live this coming Wednesday. He's going to talk to Todd Pieri from Aquastar. I will be out because we have Pivot Pool Products coming into town. We'll have them out in Studio A. We'll do the podcast with them. We'll shoot some videos. So everybody have a great weekend and we will catch you guys on Wednesday. Bye-bye. Have a good one. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to the Pool Nation podcast, a member of the Pool Nation family. You can listen to us live every Friday here at 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central, and 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. You can find us at Pool Nation or PoolNationPodcast.com, on Facebook, or on Instagram at Pool.Nation. And to find more info about Pool Invoice, the billing software built specifically for the pool industry, go to PoolInvoice.com. Before you go, this is what the pool industry has been waiting for. PoolManUniversity.com. It's the first platform dedicated to learning the swimming pool service and repair industry. A pool service community where you can connect and find videos on business, service, water chemistry, and repairs. See you there at PoolManUniversity.com.